Hello listeners and welcome to the Sneaky Art Podcast. This is a special episode. <laughs> There's no guest. It's just me in front of the mic. Last month, that's April 2022, I set myself a daily drawing challenge. I called it the 30 Days of Vancouver Project. It was a multifaceted challenge to draw in different parts of this new part of the world that I now call home. In the process, I intended to discover more interesting places around town, to learn about how this part of the world functions, the people and the things that they do here, and of course, I wanted to find lots of sneaky art. I also set myself a rather ambitious target. I wanted to draw 3000 people in 30 days or 100 people per day as I explained it to myself. On some days I ended up doing more than the 100 people but on more days than that I did less. So all in all I don't think I crossed the 3000 mark but I went out every day and every day I looked in a new direction and I saw new people. And it has changed pretty much everything I had planned for the rest of my year and maybe it will affect everything I do for the rest of my life. Drawing 3000 people was a useful target to aim at but it was never the measure by which to assess if I had done a good job. This comes from my understanding of what is known as Goodhart's law. Here's what the law states. When a measure becomes a target, it ceases to be a useful measure. I'll be coming back to this law in next week's episode. Until then, think about it. On day 30, after drawing at English Bay, I came back home and I recorded an impromptu episode on what I call the Sneaky Art Insider podcast. This is part of the exclusive content that I send to insiders who are the readers and listeners that support my work. In this episode, I asked them this question. Dear insiders, do you have a good way to assess your progress? Do you know how to celebrate your wins? Because I do not. Can you help me? I got some nice answers. Insider Celeste said, "For me, sometimes a celebration is simply a mental reward, a feeling of deep contentment. Before I turn in for the day, I ask myself if I've done everything I wanted or needed to do to the best of my ability, and if I still enjoy what I'm doing." If the answer is no for too many days then I know I need to change some things. I really like this answer because sometimes I feel like we need to zoom out of these inherited ideas of what a celebration needs to be. And I think to home in on our feeling of deep contentment is a nice way to to make peace with just yourself. to celebrate with just yourself and to come a little closer to finding the things that give you joy she also suggested that i give gifts to other people if i find it difficult to give gifts to myself which is true by the way and that's something that i now intend to do every week for the rest of this year i am giving out free art free zines free prints of my work free books to the readers of my substack Insider Anne also responded saying when i feel really good about a sketch or a moment of successful self control the pure joy tends to hit me again and again throughout the day 
Is that like the feeling of a runner's high? She asks. I have come to the point in life where I see the danger in celebrating with food, especially sugar-added foods. And here she puts another question to me. Is the point of the celebration to reward myself or to proclaim my joy to the world? And I agree, that's, that's such a lovely question and I just love it when you ask yourself a question that only leads to more questions. I think that's what meets the criteria for a really good question in my book. This episode was shared with insiders at the conclusion of my project, so that was the 30th of April. And today I'm glad to share it with you, my wider audience. In the episode, I speak about taking inspiration from some recent conversations. In particular, I cite episodes 38 and 39 with Sandy Hester, and the episode before that with David Morales. I share my goals with the 30-day challenge, the goals that I'd set myself before I started, and the way my understanding of them evolved over the course of this practice. In this respect, I also speak about the importance of daily rituals made out of good habits. Speaking of daily rituals, I speak about the daily ritual I set myself to write a post every day for what I drew and every day to make multiple TikToks of what uh, what I did. I speak about how this is challenging, but also why it is very, very important for me to do at this stage. Finally, I speak about this very important thing in my life, some a principle that I've made very dear to me, something that frightens me, but something that I always stick to, which is the importance of stepping outside of my comfort zone. Sharing this episode today with you is part of a similar resolution, a resolution I made this year to learn in public. I hope you enjoy listening to it, and I would love to hear what you think of the of the monologue if you are curious about my writing and would like to share your thoughts on this sign up for the sneaky art post if you like my work and would like to support it become a sneaky art insider find relevant links to both of these in the show notes finally i want to thank you dear listeners for giving me your time and and attention with every episode and hopefully including this one which doesn't even have a guest star on the other end. I hope you enjoy it nonetheless. Hi. So, (laughs) I'm at the end of my 30 days project and I've just gotten back home. I should celebrate in some way, but I can't really think of some good way to do it. It's uh, always a problem with me. I'm not very good at marking occasions and celebrating milestones. But I want to take a moment now to think about what this exercise has given me. And I don't have a prepared list. And so I'm a little nervous in front of this microphone, which is not something you would expect from a a, a podcaster with so many episodes under his belt. But here we are. A 30-day challenge is really uh it sounds like a lot right like i when i before i started it i thought it sounded like a lot i thought i was really setting the bar quite high and it would be a good thing for me to chase this this kind of goal and it would be suitably long that 
I would imbibe the lessons as part of my schedule. I, I guess at this point, we should first go over what I sort of wanted from this experience. And before I do that, I want to explain the position that I was in before I thought about this project and the people that I spoke to and the things that they said. So backtracking to maybe three months from today, maybe yeah, about around about the the end of January, I was speaking to a couple of people who, whose work I really respect. And we were talking about what this this whole thing is just being an artist by yourself and uh, doing things with your audience and then figuring out a way forward. How does that how does that work? How does that scale? How does that guarantee anything? Anyway, this is a very business-like way of thinking about things, but as a result of bringing this uh, strategic, savvy, this kind of uh, very formal, unartist-like mentality to this job, because it is a job, I was finding that over time, the art was taking, well, not backseat is not the word, but it was taking not primary position. It wasn't in the pole position. It was just on the second rung or the third rung around the other things that I felt that I needed to do in order to continue to be an artist. So uh, the time that I spent thinking about reels or posting on social media, the time that I spent uh, writing my newsletter or working on this podcast, both of those two last things are good things that I'm very happy doing and they are arguably part of my job now, but they had both come from something uh, something more fundamental and that more fundamental thing was the fact that I was an artist. I was a writer because I was trying to be an artist a certain way and I was a podcaster because I was an artist. Without, without the first, those other two make less and less sense. So I needed to recommit to my art in a certain way. And it was pure happenstance and I'm extraordinarily lucky in this respect that I happened to be speaking to a couple of guests on my show who imbibed this spirit that I needed to that I needed to bring back into my life. In episode 37, I had a lengthy conversation with David Morales. And now I wonder how it would have been if things had gone exactly according to our previous plan, because David and I were going to speak to each other in November. And that episode would have come out sometime in December or January. And uh, because of various uh, conf uh, time conflicts, we couldn't speak then. And we ended up speaking only much later in 2022. And that has... It, we ended up having that conversation at a time that I felt that I needed it. I needed to hear those things. Uh, David and I spoke about his daily drawing project, how he started it, why he started it, and how he's keeping up with it. How does someone who has a full-time job that is not art bring art so deeply into their daily life? It's not just a hobby. It's not just a thing they do because they're good at it or something they do because they are successful at it 
uh, on Instagram and it gets them a good following. David has a very large Instagram following. But those are not the reasons. He's he's bringing it into his life. He's making it a very core part of everyday rituals. And that was interesting to me. And I wanted to know why and I wanted to know how. Uh, you should listen to that conversation. I'm not going to go into the details of what he told me. It was quite insightful. I took away so many ideas. And right after that, I recorded uh, a super lengthy episode. It ended up uh, releasing as two episodes, episodes 38 and 39 with Sandy Hester. And we were talking about the same sort of things, about finding joy in our work. Both Sandy and I, um, this is how I put it uh, during our conversation, I said that neither one of us was meant to be doing this. And neither one of us is doing this because it's the only thing that occurred to us to do. We're doing it with intention and deliberation because this is the thing we want to do with our time. So following an internal compass, let's say, and finding this, this uh, internal idea of what makes you happy, regardless of what the outside world thinks. What is the thing that I can do? How can I spend my time in a way that makes me happier? And her art came to her out of that sort of thinking. My art developed according to that sort of thinking because I tied this idea very early on before I quite understood it. I tied the idea of being happy doing something with being able to do it for a long time. So with these two conversations, I started to think about the place that art had in my life and why I was not drawing as much or painting as much as they were. There weren't any good answers. I can always point to all the other work I'm doing and from the outside, it often looks like I must be so busy, but I feel like I, I, I felt like I had enough time to also have some art, have some more art in my life. And at this time I spoke to uh, Wendy McNaughton, who was my, uh, who became for a short time my mentor through the Substack Fellowship Program. Wendy is a fantastic illustrator whose work I really admire. And she had excellent advice for me, all kinds of beautiful <laughs> words. And she said to think of myself first as an artist and to have art right at the center of everything I do. Everything should be emanating from the art practice. And the more time I spend in this practice, the more deeply everything else, all these ancillary activities will intersect with the art practice. But the less time I spend with the art practice, while my other ideas might be good ideas and I might do well with them, I might come up with good posts, I might have good podcast episodes, they will not feed off my art practice and that will make them a little less me. And as a result, my art practice will also suffer. I will not ascend in the way that I want to. Complex, but the way to, uh, like the, all these ideas are complicated because we try to figure them out in hindsight and really something as intangible and not uh, so easy to grasp as art, like this word, what is art? What makes it artistic? What makes you an artist? 
if all the words we put around it are post facto like they come after the fact of having done this thing because we're trying to put into words this thing that we get from it and sometimes words do not suffice it's in the doing that you understand these complicated things and it's in the doing that they become simple to understand what i wanted with a 30 day practice was that drawing would become something that i could do on autopilot it's a bit of a lesson that i took from the way that i incorporated running into my life i run regularly and it's something i like to do early in the morning so i've programmed my day such that or i've programmed my habits such that i wake up and i absolutely do not mind putting on my shoes and heading out for a run i like to do it and it i used to be consumed by this fear that it will leave me so exhausted that i'll be ineffective for the rest of the day but instead it fuels me and i have more energy for everything else that i do that day it's the first tick mark that i get to put on my to do list in the morning and it makes me feel great similarly i wanted art to be something that i don't have to think too much about i shouldn't have to think too much about stepping outside i shouldn't have to think so much about having my sketchbook and a pen and opening it in public places i shouldn't have to think about whether i can draw in a certain situation the answer should always be yes i wanted to be in this space because i found in my pursuit of the kind of things that i like to draw that hesitation is a very big enemy hesitation is a big obstacle and the reasons for these hesitations are often just silly personal things which are better neglected but we don't often do that often at least this is true in my case i am the biggest obstacle in front of my goals i'm always second guessing myself just as i'm second guessing this recording right now the uh, i i feel so odd being the only one speaking and just sharing what i want to say or what i think and i wonder if it's worth listening at all but uh it has to be gotten over it has to be ignored and i have done enough things in life to know that all the good things are on the other side of this obstacle this is how i put it in the newsletter once as well that all the good things are right outside my comfort zone i have to step outside my comfort zone so 30 days drawing every day going out every day seeing a new part of this city every day these are all the worthy goals that i began with in addition i wanted to get some other things done i wanted to have some other things fit themselves into my workflow so that they didn't necessarily add too much stress to me but they could simply be done as part of the act of drawing for example so one of the big things that i wanted to integrate into my life in this way was uh, posting on tiktok over time i have come to see tiktok as despite its very visible and innumerable uh toxic terrible uh rabbit holes 
it is a very interesting place for creative people it is a place that increasingly month after month has uh, commanded a greater share of attention across all age groups there's definitely a population that you absolutely do not access if you confine your work to facebook or instagram or twitter um different generations have sort of siloed themselves in these different platforms and you can go there and suddenly the audience changes so i wanted to do this my main premise with tiktok something that i have shared in previous podcast episodes as well is that whatever you might say of our low attention span society a successful tiktok video is able to command attention for 15 or 30 seconds and that is a lot of time so tiktok and videos and audios and writing and art writing i haven't spoken about yet but this was also a goal of mine i wanted to find ways to express myself not only with the lines but also with the words when i was on location i wanted to st- uh, be able to start tapping into myself i didn't want to completely disengage from the thoughts that were running through my head because inevitably they do represent themselves in your art in some way the way you make your lines the way you choose your subjects the time you spend the care you take or the care you don't take all of that is a f- uh, a function of your mood your thoughts your ideas and i wanted to put that relevant context to my art in order to do that i would have to write a bit so i thought about how to do that how to make that work how to make that fit should i write in a separate sketchbook should i write in a notebook somewhere should i come back home and then make a quick blog post about it but i decided the best way to make it happen would be to do it at the location to do it in the moment and right from day 1 i pushed myself in different ways to make notes about the things that i was seeing or the things that were running through my head so in these 30 days you have a bit of philosophy you have a bit of uh, a bit of quotes from my favorite books you have some mood ramblings from me you have just simple observation sometimes of what i'm seeing and where i am and it has been good to share this it has been easier than i thought it would be again that's a result of doing this every day right if i did it once and then i i felt all of these good things that i did but then i spent a week not doing it and i only came back to it after 6 or 7 days i would forget these lessons these these feelings that i had felt when i drew the first time would be faded away by the time the next week rolled around i needed to do it every day because i needed to drill these ideas into my mind i needed to let these ideas sort of percolate to the base layers of my mind and for that it needed to happen again and again and again the daily practice was essential another important uh goal that i set myself with the daily practice was that i was going to write a blog post every day every day i wanted to communicate every day i wanted to first draw for me 
think only of myself, but afterwards spend a little time externalizing my art to myself. Try to see why someone else might care for it. Try to see what might interest my audience. And in this way, see my own work in another light to find more facets to it. Art is inherently very interesting to me in this sense, because just like music, these these two things, art and music, are inherently things that do not need language or um, they are not, they, they, they can rise above geographical and societal contexts. They can be truly global. You can love the music of a country whose language you do not speak because these things tap into something much more deep inside us. And all the words we put around it are only much, much later after we have felt these very deep things very instantly and we try to articulate to different audiences and different audiences need different words. So we use all kinds of words and none of them really do the job. So what was I saying? I want... Uh, So the idea that art occupies a different face because it has many different facets to it. Because all of us engage with art and with music in our own ways and they mean all these different things to us that were not ever the intent of the musician or the artist. Something as simple as um, when I went out this morning to draw, I was listening to Pink Floyd and I was listening to this song, Coming Back to Life, which is one of my favorite songs. It has been a deep part of my life ever since I really got into Pink Floyd when I was 19 years old. And I was 19 years old in 2006. And this is decades after Pink Floyd had broken up. This is 12 years after the Pulse concert, which I had seen a video of on YouTube. Um, so whatever they were talking about is not something I was exactly tapped into. They were also not 19 years old when they wrote that particular song. So there are lots of differences here with what they meant and what I took. But what I took is very real and how I feel about that song is very, very authentic. It's not something that's wrong in any sense. It's absolutely true for me. So Art in that same sense means very different things to different people. This can seem a little difficult from the point of view of the artist. It makes your vision a little less because everyone is going to associate with your work in their own way. But I think that would be a short-sighted way to see it. I see it more liberating because no matter what you do, everybody is going to see it in their own way. So there are no good uh, rules to obey, but there are also no bad mistakes that you could make. So as the artist, I feel that in such a world where every and where we are accessing so such a wide demographic, like our, our audience could be spread out all over the world. There could be people looking at my drawings who know nothing about my life. I feel the obligation to explain what I'm about.
and what this little drawing that I made is about. What does that do? Does that reduce the drawing in some way? I feel like it does the opposite. It allows the viewer to appreciate the, the multitudes that a simple drawing can contain. When they see my interpretation of something that they looked at, they don't reject theirs as wrong. They simply appreciate this complexity that exists where they can feel a certain thing that was perhaps not even shared by me. That they can relate to an image and correlate it to another image in their mind and I could be doing it with something completely different. And I think it helps to drive home this message that we all connect with art in different ways and that we all connect with our world in different ways. And that when we both look at the same world, at the same scene, at the same place, right in that subway station where you would stand is where I made my drawing, right that at that cafe window where you would sit with your friends is where I made this other drawing. Those steps that you know that you have walked past is where I sat, where I made my drawing on so-and-so day that we can still manage to see different things is the wonder of the world. And maybe if I can help you see that through my art, maybe it will make it easier for you to see it for everything else in this world. I've strayed quite a bit from what we were talking about. We were talking about my goals behind doing this project and we've come, uh, come to uh, the sort of things that I wanted to give to my readers and that's not strictly my goal. It's more of a creative ambition but we should keep that aside. The goal, another goal for this project for me was to see whether I could really involve myself in my environment. How comfortable could I get in these public spots? I'm I'm more than a little self-conscious. I don't like being noticed by other people around me, especially my subjects. I don't know if you've noticed, I call myself a sneaky artist. <laughs> um, but I want, I, I needed to push myself. Again, the good things are right outside my comfort zone. So I needed to step out. So I wanted to put myself in places that would make me uncomfortable. And I wanted to draw and then I wanted the next day to take my sketchbook and go out and draw again in another uncomfortable place and do it again and again and in the middle take a break and go to something that was comfortable like drawing in a park or drawing in a cafe very close to home so that I can again gather up the nerve to go and draw in an uncomfortable place. This kind of exercise, again, needed me to do every day, needed that everyday dedication in order for these results to compound in order for all these lessons to be, uh, be driven home. So I'm going to think more about what I want to share about this project, about the things that I want to, uh, want to do now. Some of those things were planned from before, but some of those things have occurred to me only in the doing of these 30-day drawings. So I guess one 
important goal with this should have been and now i can say perhaps i will have it for my future projects is to simply to gather more ideas to put myself in situations where more things can occur to me and the best place for ideas the best place to make those kind of new connections between things is to be doing something creative to be there to be making those different products from it to post it on twitter to post it on tiktok instagram everywhere these iterations and these interpretations of what is just some ink scratchings on a page to do these things is how you come up with those ideas you can never know from before what the idea is going to be all you can do is have the faith that you will come across something when you need it and having your sketchbook open having a pen in your hand is essential preparation to seize that opportunity to really understand the idea that is coming to you to do something with it and then have the have the enthusiasm to work forward work further with it so these are things i'll i'll i i'll i'll come back to this maybe i'll record something again it felt good to speak my mind to let all of these ideas out i want to end with a quote that i've read and uh, i've spoken about a bit it's a quote by the uh by a writer and he says gods must not engage in theology the writer cannot with human reasonings betray the faith that art requires of us i think about this line a lot and every time i do every few weeks a new facet of understanding comes to me i hope that something interesting has occurred to you as well and i hope that you will perhaps share it with me so if you have anything to say leave me a comment in the comment section and i would love to speak with you thank you so much for listening and thank you for everyone who has joined me for every day of this project it has been such a joy to do it has been such a joy to share it with you thank you